Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews, and welcome to the fourth annual Wednesday Raven Awards, where we boycott the Oscars, and we award our own awards. We talk about the best films from 2021, the worst films from 2021, the best people of pop, pop culture of 2021, and the worst people of pop culture in 2021. It is crazy that we are now four years into this, that this is now the fourth annual one. And I just want to say thank you to every single person joining today who have joined in the past and supported the Raven Awards in the past. And I'm excited. I hope that you are all excited as well. Unlike the Oscars, we will not have incredibly long self-congratulating speeches. We will not praise people like Weinstein. We will not have woke identity politics run through the entirety of the show, nominees, etc. No, instead, we're just going to have a good time. We're just going to have a good time. We're going to sit back. We're going to relax. We're going to enjoy some really poorly created images from myself. This has been a, a staple of the Raven Awards for a very long time. I, I am terrible when it comes to being able to actually create images. So y'all will be able to see that on display. And this year, for the first time, for the first time, this is a this is a Wednesday Raven Awards for first. I have two video packages. I have two video packages for two different categories. So instead of having really bad art, I took a chance and I took a shot at putting some clips together. And that is where I will need help from y'all because I need y'all to smash that like button on YouTube, light up that fire button on Odyssey, and also I want you to know that if YouTube decides to take this stream down because of said video packages, the stream will be going on still on Odyssey, on DLive, on Twitter, theoretically as well as these packages include scenes and clips from some of the films nominated. And so I will let y'all know once those are about to happen. So just do know there is a chance that a copyright, at the very least a copyright claim is going to be coming my way. I think that there might even be a chance of, of a copyright strike, even though I'm not showing the entirety of the film, even though what I, I would argue that the content is transformative, uh, in the context especially of presenting nominees, still, we uh, obviously are going to uh, potentially, yeah, potentially have a, a little fun. And by the way, yes, indeed, the background is pink, and that is because it is Latare Sunday here in the Catholic Church. And as you all know, I am a traditional Latin, traditional Latin Mass Catholic, and it is rose vestments today. And so this was the closest I was able to get my lights to the rose color. So again, smash like, light up the fire button. Let's say hello to some people before we get started tonight. The show also, another difference between this and the Oscars is that this will not go on for four plus hours filled with nonsense. Instead, we're going to read some comments and hopefully you can read the ticker that is down below me right now that because of the Raven Awards, I will not be able to read all of the comments like I typically do. 
So if your comment does get skipped, please do not be offended. Do not be hurt. But I do need to start off with Shorty Story Laura, the modern major general of the channel, for a $20 donation via Streamlabs. And thank you very much for circumventing YouTube. YouTube ain't get none of that. Thank you for that $20. Very generous donation. Says, thanks for hosting this always fun stream. Well, I hope it is fun once again this year. And I hope that the uh, I hope the video packages work. Uh, I've been testing them out. They, they seem to be working. I think I've gotten the volume figured out. One of them is a little bit louder. So I've, I've you know, tweaked the volume a little bit down. Um, and anyway, if there are issues with it, hey... Welcome to Asgard, everybody, where technical issues always abound. Uh, we also have another massive super chat that just came in. Shout out to Rosie G12. Starting things off hot with a $50 super chat saying, let's kick off the Raven Awards. Thanks for doing this, Odin. It's a million times plus infinity better than the Oscars plus rose color for today. Amen, sister. So let's say hello to some people. We got Brian Barth in the chat. Hail to you. He is, of course, rooting for... The Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut did indeed get some nominations, as technically it was a different film altogether. We got Tina B in the chat, Empress of the Universe, one of the mods. If you decide to misbehave, she will take you out, as will Stephanie V, uh, my general, the general of my Valks. We got Orange Hour Views, indeed. Hashtag Oscars suck. I uh, put out in my... Um, in my announcement to the peoples of the world that we were live, uh, hashtag Oscars so woke, because that is really what it comes down to. Uh, a little bit of a background. I always like to do background on, on why I started to do this stream. One, it was to try and give people a, an alternative to the Oscars, people who had just gotten so sick of it. But also, I was one that would watch the Oscars every single year. I, I mean, I, I'm a, I love movies. I, I love to talk about movies, as you all know. And I always really got into the Oscars. It was always just a lot of fun for me to to to, to just get into and to learn all the different histories and all the uh, the different criteria. Like for instance, a fun fact that I still hold on to is that if you don't have an editing nomination in the Oscars, the chances of you getting Best Picture are very very slim to none. Now, that's a fact that I used to care about, but it does not matter anymore. Now, when it comes to the Raven Awards, there aren't any tricks like that. There aren't any tricks like that. Some people have tried in the past to, to trick, but uh, I've been, uh, I've been uh, catching things over the years, and I think that I've gotten it down to a pretty good system. Shorty story in the chat. But seriously, Rosie G12, thank you very much for that incredibly generous donation. It really does mean a lot. There are Tina and Steph in the chat. Hail to y'all. Thank you very much for being here. We will be getting started off early with our first category, which, by the way, is our first video package, and so we'll, we'll get a pretty good idea early on about how the video packages are going to work. So uh, hopefully things work out well. Super Anime Gamer, what's going on? Gmonkey76, hail to you. Mark Lasath in the chat. Uh, Metal Mujin, what's going on? Good sir, thank you for being here. Rob D in the chat as well. Super Anime Gamer says, hey, what is up, my dude? What is going on? Thank you for being here, Minnesota hockey fan. What is going on? Just you, you, YouTube, no, YouTuber. Just YouTuber. Thanks for being here. Zach Gregg, what's going on? Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington also in the chat. Hail to you. Thank you for joining again. Uh, you are awesome. Yes, indeed. The Pink Four. Latari Sunday. Candy D, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Indeed, screw the Oscars. Matthew Highland in the chat as well. Silver Axe in the chat. 
thank you very much for being here. I do appreciate it very much. Uh, let's see. Oh, apparently there is another alternative boycott going on. Well, let's just all know I've been doing this now the fourth time this year. Don't try and steal my thunder. Gradania, what is going on? Thanks for being here. By the way, I don't know if they are, uh, if they decide to host the people getting to vote and choose and, and have a say in the discussion. Carries, what's going on? Welcome to the chat as well. And by the way, the chat is indeed hopping tonight. Seriously, thank you all so very much. Yeah, so uh, Chris Gore is wearing a tux, so I try to mix it up every now and then. I, I had a tux t-shirt that I've worn in the past. It doesn't fit anymore uh, <laughs> because I'm, I'm a broad-chested individual, and I, I gained a little you know, little weight over the years. I've actually cut off some the last couple of years, but uh, I, am wearing, I am wearing a jacket. I am wearing a blazer over, over my hoodie. Because that is how classy we are. That is how classy we are. The Oscars, they can be classy in their own way. And yet it's all a facade. For me, I mock them by wearing a hoodie with mine. Alice McCarthy, what's going on, good sir? Howdy, old in the pink. How's it going? Baby Thor is doing just fine. Not sure what to think of the last duel, he says. Lord Toth also in the chat. Thank you very much for being here. Fuzz Aldrin in the chat. JKD Buck 76. What's going on? Good sir. Thank you very much for being here. I do appreciate. Um, let's see. Matthew Highland has a comment about the Oscars not caring for them anymore. Totally agree. Uh, I do hope Dune, Dune wins. Yeah, you know, one can hope. Uh, I think the woke the wokest film is, is set to win there. By the way, we do have some people over on Odyssey. Visit Womack Daniel T. What's going on? Thank you all. For joining over there. Also, Affiliate Hobbit Allen watching over on DLive. Thank you for the ice cream donation. Damn it, Walk 55 in the chat. Victor Fontaine in the chat. Let me try and catch up with everybody. Hopefully, getting everyone who is in the chat. Gary Banger Sandwich Worthington says UK ready for the Ravens at midnight. Yes. Late night over there. Rough Girl TV. How is it going? Master of Gaming also here as well. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, well, you know, at this point, at this point, I just say, I just say, bring it. I'm multi-streaming, and you can't stop the signal. You may shut down one, but in the end, it is what it is. But with that being said, if you do want to support the channel, I do recommend supporting via Streamlabs, as YouTube don't get none of that. Bruce, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Also, we've had a huge influx of subscribers. I don't know what's in the water, but we are so incredibly close, actually, to a, a milestone. This is something that was going on that I had totally forgotten was even going on, and that was that we're very close to hitting 25,000 subscribers. We are very, very close. And so tonight just might be the night that we are able to get to that point. Daniel Thorne over there. What's going on? County Man 22 what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. We got Orange Hat Reviews hanging out on Odyssey as well. Again, Rosie G, thank you so very much for that super chat. really does mean a lot. Glad to give people alternatives. Uh, why aren't you wearing an overpriced suit? Because I, I, I can't afford it, for one. And two, because uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> because I like to be the one that, that tries just enough. I try just enough. Um, let us see to go the four hours. So I will say this much, Rob D. That's the other thing in the past. I think I used to be able to go the entirety of the Oscars broadcast, but over the years I found myself saying, no, 
you know, this is an Oscars boycott. We're giving people an alternative of something to watch, but we, we need to be different from them, too. And that's why I think next year some of the categories might get some revamping. I'm going to get y'all's input on that, of course, as everything that we get as far as nominees and as far as winners. Those aren't chosen by me. I just want to put that out of the way. For, this, for anyone, this is your first Raven Awards. All of the nominations from this year are all from the people of Asgard and from people who voted from Friday Night Sites, etc. So this is all user-based nominations. I just take the ones that get the most nominations and put them into a list, and then I put out a ballot, and then people voted. I voted as well. However, I did not choose the winners. And so if you're scratching your head saying, why did this get nominated or why did this win next year, you could have a pretty, uh, a pretty big say. Teen, of course, being a big fan of Last Night and Soho. Uh, Daniel Thorne, again, thank you for hanging out over there. I really do appreciate it. Selling. I feel like how about Alan sending another ice cream donation over on Odyssey. Or, sorry, over on DLive. Thank you very, very much. I, I do appreciate that. All right. Are we ready to start? Are we ready to start with our first category? Are we ready? Let me know in the live chat. Coliseum Builders, what's going on? Gomer Cal 79 what is going on? Welcome to you. Uh, Shira Nosha, what's going on? Welcome back. Jer, uh, Jacob Ironside in the chat as well. Uh, Toronto, what's going on? Good, sir. That is... That is... <laughs> We're 100 away from 25,000 subscribers. Yes, begin, they say. All right. We will indeed begin. Uh, let me try and just skip through the comment real quick. Uh, Shiro, though... <laughs> Of course, putting putting a dent in things for a second, but he did just give a five dollar donation via Streamlabs. Thank you very much, good sir. Says hail master of the Ravens, an academic who is sick of woke barriers everywhere. First time catching your live stream, so super excited. Have you ever considered uh, doing a game awards uh, alternative to? No need to read this live. Well, I always read them live, man, because again, if you give a, a bit of yourself like that. I feel obliged to. That's why I also typically leave uh, read the live chat on a normal stream day as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that that is, again, uh, very much uh, appreciative of that. Probably not for gaming because I'm not a gamer, so I, I just would feel kind of lost in that. I have thought about potentially doing one for shows, uh, for, like, TV shows and streaming shows, things like that, doing kind of like an Emmys boycott. That's a little bit of an issue, though, because there's two different times, right? There's the daytime Emmys, evening Emmys, you know, primetime Emmys, etc. But we will, of course, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that over time. But I saw a lot of yeses. Let's go ahead and get started. So, again, if any comments are skipped, I do apologize. But the first category of the evening is best one-liner or quote Best one-liner or quote. And this is one where I have indeed created a video package. I hope it plays through. I hope that you're able to hear everything. And this is going to be really the first the first risk that we take this evening. Let's see if this gets me kicked off <laughs> because of the clips. I did my very best. Some of the scenes that you will see a little bit long. I, I decided instead of it just being the line or, or the quote... To, to also have some extra stuff around it, and I think it, I think I caught some some of the of the best parts of of these lines. Uh, but if you're wondering why some of the scenes are a little longer, a little shorter, it, it came down to that. But anyway, here is our first category of the evening with our nominees. So best one-liner or quote of the evening. Let us go ahead and uh, yeah. 
okay? Are you okay? Everybody dies. Some sooner than others. So, for those that may have missed it, the nominees, nominees, the nominees, hopefully all that came through, volume hopefully was okay. Uh, I'll be looking at the, uh, I'll be looking at the live chat as well. But anyway, so the nominees were again, Are You Okay? from Spider-Man No Way Home. Everybody Dies, Some Sooner Than Others from Nobody. We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. And Fear is the Mind Killer from Dune. And Hello, Peter from Spider-Man No Way Home. And the winner of the first Raven Award of the evening is Hello, Peter from Spider-Man No Way Home. I was uh, I was actually kind of surprised by this. I, I think that a lot of people didn't quite, when they initially voted, understand the power of the Are You Okay and the, the significance of why that line is so important. But... Hey, hello, Peter from Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, congratulations. You are the winner of the first Raven Award of the evening. Uh, so Alfred Molina, congratulations, good sir. You had that one line, hello, Peter, that I think even if you didn't see the movie, you at least saw that line in the trailer. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. But anyway, all right, we're already excited. Hopefully, again, all of that sound came through and everything went through just swimmingly. People are excited for Hello, Pizza. Uh, very, very excited for it. I see some people excited just to have Dune lose. I, again, I don't understand the Dune hate, but hey, that's that. That's just me. Uh, we'll go ahead and look at some other comments. We got Paul J. Lewis in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. 
Thank you very much for, for being here. Uh, Phil and Albert, Alan over on DLive suggests new category, best father in movie 2022. Well, that's going to be Slim Pickens, I feel, because uh, we all know where where a lot of Hollywood is is kind of going <laughs> when it comes to their films uh, as as such. But thank you all again for for the support and for yeah bringing us ever closer. By the way, we had a super chat there. We had a super chat coming in. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. So before we get that, let's see. Count, let's see. Is this count, County Man? Yeah. County Man 2222 uh, says, As a priest, I try to encourage my flock to engage the culture critically. What films would you recommend for spiritually minded folks I could suggest to people? Well, thank you very much, County Man 222. I really do appreciate that. I mean, the obvious choice is uh, Passion of the Christ. I think that obviously that is kind of the pinnacle of it. Um, but I would go on also to say, and this might be somewhat controversial. Uh, I know that people would probably have different opinions on this, but I loved Martin Scorsese's film Silence. I thought it was a very, very good story of just a crisis of faith. And really, there's there's two priest characters, one of whom is able to like persist to the end and another who is not. And I think it's important just to show that humanity that exists um, and, and just the faults that humanity has. So th- those would be a couple of examples that I could think of off the top of my head. As I said, with this being the Raven Awards, uh, my focus really isn't on anything else but Raven Award-related content. Uh, so uh, I apologize if, if that wasn't enough, but um, I'll try and, and, and think of some more examples that could uh, fit that in the future to the very best of my ability. But yeah, people very excited that Spider-Man won the first Raven Award of the evening. And I know that a lot of people are like, no, not Encanto, no. Uh, but also we had another super chat, which might actually be, let's go ahead and check. So shorty story, Laura says 25K. Did we hit 25K? Let me, uh, let me go check. Let me look at my channel. 25,000 subscribers. Wow. Oh my goodness gracious. Thank you all so very much. Seriously, that means a lot. Thank you so much for that love and for support. We hit we officially hit 25,000 subscribers. Um wow. Never thought I would I would actually get to that point. So seriously, thank you all for being here. Uh we got a big crowd tonight as well. Smash that like button please if you're watching on YouTube. Light up that fire button on Odyssey. Uh, seriously, thank you very much. Yeah, Rosie G12 mentioned another good one for you, County Man. Uh, a Man for All Seasons is very good. Uh, let's see. There is another film that I, I watched recently that I thought also did a pretty good job um, as well. Uh, that was, um, I don't know why I'm blanking out on his name, Beckett. Beckett's another great film. Uh, any of the old school Hollywood films that dealt with religious topics, pretty much. Thank you all very much for the congratulations as well. Uh, it really does mean a lot. Art K, thank you for being here. Good sir. YouTube me, thank you for being here. Christopher Beal, welcome to the chat. Man, chat is just hopping tonight. Again, thank you all so very much. Zombie Squeaks in the chat as well. Randall Wilkerson, also here. Thank you very much. Uh, we're at 141. Oh my goodness. This is insane. This is insane. Thank you all very much. Thank you so very much, Candy T. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next category. This is for best stunt work. Uh, I don't have a video for this one. So again, I have one other video and it's the one I like the most. 
that next video. And so I hope I hope it plays through well. But we have best stunt work of 2021. And the nominees for best stunt work for the year 2021 in film are... We have, of course, the stunt team of Spider-Man No Way Home. We also have the stunt team of Shang-Chi. The stunt team of Wrath of Man. The stunt team for the film Nobody. And the stunt team for the film No Time to Die. Those were our five nominees. And the winner of Best Stunt Work in Film for the year 2021 goes to those boys up in the upper right-hand corner. And that is, of course, the stunt team for Spider-Man No Way Home. Congratulations. Another win for Spider-Man No Way Home, this time taking the Raven for best stunt work and really deserving it, I would say. Uh, Very much deserving that win. Congratulations. They just did a phenomenal job. There's some great stunt work in there. Uh, I do think that a lot of those films deserve their nominations. I think that Wrath of Man and Nobody, especially very underrated. Uh, Nobody, especially. I mean, you'll see the reason why. Uh, there's. There, let's just say that the video, the second video that I have features a certain fight sequence from Nobody, and I think that's going to maybe convince some people that, oh, this was actually really good. <laughs> this was actually a really good one as well. So anyway, best stunt work. Congratulations to the stunt team for Spider-Man No Way Home. Big shout out to you and thank you very much uh for for just doing your job. Again, stunt teams get so little recognition and that's why that's a category that I will always stand by. That's a category where as the years go by, as we start to change different aspects of of the Raven Awards, right? Maybe we start to bring people in and make things even more official, right? You know, I'm just I'm just a regular dude. I'm just a a high school teacher with a passion for talking about movies who somehow some way just hit 25,000 subscribers who's been hosting this show for 4 years and have just have been having a ball with it. Um and, and so I you know, would love for us to be able to uh, continue to grow, but stunt work to me is one of those professions that's just so overlooked um and is really not given the attention it deserves and so no matter what happens in the future, whatever categories might go away, Whatever categories might get added, I will always fight for that stunt work category to be there. By the way, Fuzz Aldrin just dropped a $5 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you so very much, Fuzz Aldrin. He says, best movie for religious-minded people, The Shoes of the Fisherman, 1968, starring Anthony Quinn. I've heard of that one. I haven't actually seen that film. I have heard of that um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's another really, uh, good, good shout for sure. There's also, uh, there's a really good live action edition of the gospel of John, uh, that I thought was, was pretty good too. Kind of still answering a, a question from a previous super chat, by the way, we got subscribers just coming in left and right. So seriously, thank you very, very much. Yeah, there are stunt awards. You're right, Vincent Womack, but it's just, again, I don't feel like they're they're given as much attention, you know. They're not one of the big awards, for instance, at the Oscars, right? That's one of those awards I feel like they 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 they, they either have their own guild or it's shown off screen. It's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, Ernie Bird, the Stoner, uh, thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, 
<laughs> well, thank you very much for being here. And uh, yeah, nobody I thought had great, great stunt work for sure. All right. We'll keep things moving along then. And our next category is best animated movie. And I want to actually a special caveat here or, or rather a an interesting point. But I think I'll talk about it. No, I'll talk about it beforehand because I don't want to take anything away from the winner. But what's interesting about the best animated feature. So this year I had a lot of complaints last year because there were a lot of people who voted who hadn't seen a lot of the nominees and and didn't want to, you know, vote in every category. But I wanted every category to get at least some recognition and some love. And so I decided this year to give a abstain option. So if someone honestly felt they couldn't vote, uh, you know, vote for any of the nominees or just didn't feel like it was right to vote for them because they hadn't seen them before, they had an option to choose abstain. Uh, out of all of the categories, most of them had maybe somewhere between 5 and 10% of people choosing to abstain. Best animated feature this year, uh, as far as the nominees go... 33.8% of the voters chose to abstain from this category. So a, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, did not see, I think, a lot of the animated films that came out this year, or at the very least did not see these specific films nominated. So I, I, th I just, I wanted to put that note out there. 33.8%. So a third of the people who voted uh, which we were over 250 or so. Let me see the final count for the number. By the way, thank you so much for everyone who did vote. Yeah, we got up to 242 votes uh, for this year's Raven Awards, which is definitely on the higher end of things, definitely better than last year's. So thank you to everyone who voted. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about Best Animated Movie of 2021. And the nominees are... We, of course, got Encanto, Sing 2, Luca, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, and The Mitchells vs. The Machines. These were the best animated movies of 2021, according to those nominating for this category. And so, the winner for Best Animated Feature, and again, 33% of voters did not choose or did not vote in this category. And so that tells me that the movie that won had a lot of passion surrounding it. And it was one that uh, was a bit surprising for me, but the winner of this category is the Witcher nightmare of the wolf. Congratulations to the Witcher nightmare of the wolf. It is a animated feature that one can find on Netflix. And it was, it's a, it's one I haven't seen yet. I, I've seen, of course, both seasons of the live-action Witcher film, but uh, I, I have heard some pretty good things about this movie. But the winner is, indeed, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, for Best Animated Feature. Congratulations to The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. I know that a lot of people, especially uh, those that are longtime viewers, had, have had a lot of passion about a lot of these films. And I always love that, especially about the Asgardian community, is that one, everyone in this Asgardian community is truly phenomenal. 
is, is just truly fantastic. And also, they are always so very quick to not just support one another, but also to give really good recommendations on films. And so I can say that uh, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, is a film I, I don't think I would have heard of uh, until it got enough nominations uh, in the nomination process. So uh, congratulations to Nightmare of the Wolf. We'll go ahead and go on to our next category before jumping back into the chat because this is one that I think will definitely cause some conversation. It is one of the biggest awards of of the evening, in my opinion, Um, but it is also one that I like to do early because it's always fun. And also, um, I tried to find some of the best pictures that I could for this. Now, I know there are better ones of some of the people on on this list, but... uh, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of some of the images that I found for, for this list. And so this is the category, which is, of course, NPC of the Year. For those that don't know, NPC of the Year means someone, as we uh, this is how we define it on the ballot. It says, someone using no critical thought or reasoning skills, simply regurgitating a set of arguments and non-sequiturs bequeathed to them by someone else. That's what we mean by NPC of the Year. And so the nominations for best, or rather for, for NPC of the Year, NPC of 2021, the nominees are... <laughs> the nominees are Scotty Boy Mendelson. That's that creepy guy up in the lo- upper left-hand corner. John Campia. That's the other creepy guy in the bottom left-hand corner. Zack Snyder, there in the middle, with his smug face. Seth Rogen, looking stoned as he always does. And very happy this year to have as a nominee LeBron James, because he was in Space Jam 2, and so therefore, he definitely fit the bill for this category. But it did also give actual legit competition to uh, Scotty Boy Mendelson and John Campia. By the way, uh, John Campia and Scotty Boy Mendelson, they are uh, multi-time nominees, and I think they're even previous winners. I was not able to do my typical uh, history uh, like, I, I, like I normally do, unfortunately, this year. Uh, I was not able to do my so many nominations in so many years. But the winner of NPC of the year, and it was actually by quite a large margin, is the creepy dude in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah, you thought I was going to say someone else. It is Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, congratulations, sir. Seth Rogen was indeed voted as NPC of the year. This is his first nomination, first victory. I can say that much as a fact. Man, oh, man. But what a category. What a category if there are... Any people that we can consider to be NPCs, I'm pretty sure every single one of these people fit the bill perfectly well. So even though the worst person for you may not have won this category, I guess lost would be the the better way to describe it, that's okay. They were still nominated. And that still means that they are some of the worst of the worst. (laughs) But yes, Seth Rogen was indeed the winner this year. All right, so let's take a second of a break to dive into the chat, and I can uh, have a little sip of my water. All right, let's see what the chat is talking about here. And again, comments will be skipped tonight just because of the nature of the show. 
Um, let's see. Wikis23, welcome to the chat. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Minnesota Hockey Fan says that he hadn't seen a lot of those animated films. Yeah, to be honest, I have not seen many of them either. In, in fact, I didn't see any of them. I did not see any of them. So I, I had to abstain from that category because I was not able to, I just did not have the time to actually watch them. And I know that a, a lot of them are available via streaming and I've heard great things about Luca. Uh, I've heard great things about the Witcher. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's something, and that's probably why so many of us, 33.8% of people, uh, decided to abstain from that category. <laughs> Just didn't have the time to actually see it. Uh, Silver X13, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's a very fun category. I love NPC of the year. It is one of my favorites. Uh, Gomer Kyle was cheering for LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James definitely deserved his nomination. Uh, but was not able to defeat Seth Rogen. Uh, Seth Rogen. Uh. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess people voting when they did, it must have been at the height of the Seth Rogen controversy, and that it's easy to understand how that can easily influence someone's vote because our voting has been open for, for well over a month, and so a lot of things change. Rome is falling. It was indeed a, har- a hard vote because, as Buck 76 points out, they are indeed all terrible. They all, they all suck indeed. Um, uh, as I just says, it's a five-way tie. Well, I think that we could all say for sure that they all deserve their nominees. They all deserve their nominations. Uh, but I would say Seth Rogen is definitely a worthy uh, winner of this category as being the NPC of the year. Definitely. Definitely worthy, I would say. And uh, yeah, that very well could be the reason why. Legit 36, for sure. <laughs> Laura calling me out saying sexism in the NPC award where are the women well don't worry they'll they'll be coming up they'll be coming up don't worry there are other categories where it is of similar it's of a similar vein as the NPC of the year and we do have some female representation there and they have dominated these categories I would say in the past remember Brie Larson was a was a multi-year nominee and may have even been a multi-year uh, victor as well. Again, I, I forget the history of it because I just didn't have the time to do so. Uh, Will Gentry, what's going on? Good, sir. Have I seen the long kiss? Good night yet. I have not. I have not. Paul J. Lewis says I'm one for three. Oh, no. Yes, the Raven Bowling. Uh, by the way, you can play along at home if you voted. So there's 24 categories. And what you can do is, uh, is it's just like bowling. Really, it's just like bowling. A perfect score is 300. Um, and, uh, well, actually, it's it's too late to do the bowling. The way the bowling typically works, this is my bad for, for not asking people to, to potentially play along at home. But the way it works, I guess it's early enough to where you could potentially still, still play a little bit, is there's 24 categories. And so you rank from 24 to 1. So you start off with 24 at the top and then 1 at the bottom. And then that represents the number of points. So you put the one that you're most confident in at the top because if you get it right, you get 24 points. And then you put the one that you're least confident about in the last slot because that's only worth one point. A perfect score, actually, if you add all those points up, is 300, which is therefore Oscar. uh, You know, it used to be Oscar bowling that I would do that with. But uh, if you want to play along, if and and you and you want to be honest with how you were, (laughs) and you want to be honest with how. confident you were in in a certain <laughs> a certain nomination you could obviously uh 
You could obviously play that game if you wanted to. Wayward Noodle, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Kimberly G, Killian Shadowcat, thanks for being a member. Zero for three over there. Uh, uh, Jillo Tronique, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, Laura liked Luca. Uh, Rob D then says, Scotty Boy Mendelson just punched his... <laughs> oh, no. I mean, oh, it's just... Yeah, a lot of creepiness. A lot of creepiness there, <laughs> to say the very least. Randall Wilkerson, what's going on, man? Uh, let's see. Joven St. Louis, welcome. Yeah, MCU as an entity for sure. There have been entities. Like Rotten Tomatoes was, an, was a nominee one year, just the entirety of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and I think another website also, like the entirety of the website got nominated for, I think that was in a later category, the shill of the year category. Um, but anyway, uh, Matt R, hail to you. Good, sir. Thanks for being here. All right, Professor Gallon, what's going on? Thank you very much. Well, I hope, I hope that you're being entertained. I hope that you're being entertained. Are you not entertained? Is that not why you are here? All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next category, which is Best Visual Effects of 2021. Best Visual Effects. Uh, a lot of good nominees this year, um, and, and a lot of really good visual effects in film this year. But the nominees, the very best, according to the people of Asgard, nominees for Best Visual Effects of 2021 are as follows. We have the visual effects for Last Night in Soho. We have the visual effects for Spider-Man No Way Home. The visual effects of Godzilla vs. Kong. I know there were a lot of Godzilla vs. Kong fans out there. The visual effects for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And the effects for Dune. So the best visual effects of 2021. And the Raven Award this year for best visual effects goes to... And this one's not much of a surprise to me it goes to dune congratulations to the visual effects team on dune you truly did a phenomenal job and and i will say this much i will say this much even if you hate dune even if you hate dune you have to be able to respect what they were able to do one with that world that they built and two that's that sandworm looks phenomenal I mean, again, I know there are a lot of Dune haters in the chat, and I'm seeing them in the live chat right now. A lot of people are hating on Dune, but the visual effects, I, I, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't knock those visual effects because those, those were incredible. Th those were phenomenal. So anyway, visual effects goes to Dune. Yeah, the sand sandworm was phenomenal and looked Look, look phenomenal. It looked phenomenal. Sure I, I don't know why my watch keeps talking to me either. It just, it drives me, it drives me crazy. I thought I heard that setting turned off. I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take the, the watch off as it, as it continues to listen. Continues to spy on me as it were. All right. Well, before moving to the next category, we've got another super chat coming in here from Wayward Noodle. Thank you for the $20. Sa -sa -sa Super chat coming in to say thanks for keeping us sane during all of the insanity. Hollywood has lost its bearing. Some have to speak for the many. Well, amen. Wayward noodle. Thank you very much for your love and support. And thank you for your super chat as well. It really does mean a lot. 
And yeah, that's why we do this. It's it's for fun. Some people might like it. Some people may be like, "Beh, it's just another random award show. It doesn't mean anything." And that's not really supposed to. It's just supposed to be fun. That's why we're here. That's what entertainment was supposed to be. That's what the movies are supposed to be. They're supposed to be entertainment. They're supposed to be escapism. And it's been such a a tremendous loss this year and the last several years especially. So, Wayward Noodle, thank you so very much because I think, again, I'm just like you. I'm just like a lot of you. I'm in that same boat where I'm just so fed up and tired of all of this nonsense, fed up and tired of all of the identity politics being shoved into our entertainment because I just want to be entertained. I want to be able to, you know, you know, I've, I mentioned this before, my love of movies goes back a long time, but it really started to really grow in high school because I would be at the theater every weekend. And I'm not even lying, every single weekend. I've got my my ticket stubs save, saved from, from 2003. And I know that there's others that, that have much further back than I do. But I have ticket stubs date, dating back to 2003. That would have been when I was in my freshman, going into sophomore year of high school. And I have probably several stacks like this thick of, of stubs because I was there every weekend. I'd see bad movies several times because if, if I had a group of friends, I had a group of friends in different areas and, and different, um, you know, different friend groups, right, with different personalities. And so if they wanted to go see a film and I'd already seen it, I'd be like, hey, I'm down. If it means I get to go and see that film and escape into that world, I'm there. So uh, movies mean a lot to me. And so... I think a lot of us feel that way, right? We feel we, we feel betrayed because we know that there are talented people out there that can create beautiful works of art. A, a lot of them, I think, got nominations this year in the Raven Awards. And unfortunately, uh, it, it's just unfortunately that a very small minority, because it really is a small minority of people, have kind of taken over. And uh, by taking over, they have, uh, they have really, yeah really pushed forward, I think, an agenda that we're just not uh, not, not benefiting from. Uh, Serenity to Witches, what's going on? I do actually have a soundboard with clapping. I just feel like I just feel like it would get it get it would get old pretty quickly, but I can I can I could try it out unless people start to uh, unless people start to, to, to get driven a little bit crazy by it. But you know, yeah, we can we could do that. I got my little soundboard thing ready to go. So uh, CC Thorn Dropped another super chat, so we'll get to these next two super chats and then jump into the next category. So, CC Thorne, thank you for the $5 super chat. Says, on vacation with the family in Florida. Can't wait to rewatch when they go to bed. Love you, brother, and blessings. Well, CC Thorne, thank you very much for that love and for that support as well. It really does mean a lot. Uh, also, uh, a huge shout out to Matt R for dropping another $5 super Super chat says, I love the idea of the Raven Awards. First time catching one live. Well, thank you so very much for watching live. I really do appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, it grows every year, I feel. It goes through different waves. And I think next year will probably be the most different because I do want to definitely tweak some of the categories because I do... I've I've heard the people, uh, and again, it's all about the people for this, right? It's all about the people, the people's work, the people's uh, vote. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that have uh, voiced concern over categories kind of having overlapping or being somewhat confusing. Um, And so I definitely think 
that that is something uh, that I am definitely going to uh, going to be looking into for next year. So I think next year might see the biggest changes, but they would be positive ones. It'd be ones that the community would decide. And it might be getting rid of some categories, but adding other categories that maybe make a little bit more sense. Uh, so Matt R, thank you very much for that. All right, I saw another super chat just came in. So before getting to that one, let's go to our next category. And our next category is, uh, yes, this is the most SJW screenwriters of 2021. And we have a definition for this category. It is a moral, or rather a person. Let me let me uh, let me go ahead and put our nominees up on the board first, uh, just just so that way we can we can have it. Actually, wait a minute. Scratch that. Reverse it. I lied. Our next category is not that. Our next category is cinematography. Who am I? How dare I skip over cinematographers like that? No, our 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 next one is cinematography. Uh, my bad. Anyway, so cinematography. One of the things I'm passionate about. I love. I love good cinematography in films in uh, and I think that there were definitely some films that did not get on this list that I think uh, should have been on here. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, some people were like, oh, I think this is going to win. Sorry, apologies. This is again uh, the mind of, of an ADD person who is is excited and having fun. Anyway, cinematography. The nominees for best cinematographer are so, Best Cinematography 2021. First, we have The Tragedy of Macbeth, Cinematographer Bruno Delbonnel. Next, we have The French Dispatch, Cinematography by Robert D. Yaumann. Next, we have Spider-Man No Way Home, Cinematography by Mauro Fiori. Next, we have Last Night in Soho, Cinematography by Chung Hoon Chung. And lastly, we have Dune, Cinematography by Greg Fraser. And if I mispronounce any of those names, I do apologize. But the best cinematography of 2021 and ergo best cinematographer of 2021 is Greg Fraser for the film Dune. Congratulations, Dune. Another win. Two wins in a row for best visual effects and cinematography. And again, I think that we could easily look at the work that was done by Greg Fraser for that film and just truly look back at it in complete and utter awe. It was phenomenal. I think all of these films definitely deserved it, though. Last Night in Soho, I think, has the most underrated cinematography, no doubt about it. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home has, again, very solid cinematography as well. Really works well with the scene. Really able to build up emotions with the different things on screen. Works well with the production designers, etc. Uh, French Dispatch, of course. Robert D. Yaman always always does great work. And then uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth was just beautiful. I mean, the use of black and white, I thought uh, the the contrast was so well done. And it was it was beautiful. It really was truly beautiful. So, Dune. Another victory for Dune, and so the Dune haters, once again, very upset. But Greg Frazier, I do think, definitely deserved this award. But as I mentioned, Last Night in Soho definitely, to me, uh, is is the most underrated cinematography 
uh, in this category. No doubt about it. All right, since I did mention it, we will then do a second category, and that is the most SJW screenwriter. So let me go ahead and put these. Let me go ahead and put these films up as I explain the category. So this is for most SJW screenwriters of 2021. So we define SJW as a person who pretends to be fighting for social justice, but in reality is consumed by or a desire for either. One, moral superiority. Two, validation from their peers. Three, a hatred of anyone with dissenting views. Or four, a need to destroy or disrupt anything that wasn't built for or by people that share their gender, race, sexuality, etc. And the nominees for most SJW screenwriters are as follows. Chloe Zhao, Patrick Burley, Ryan Furpo, Kaz Furpo for... The film Eternals. Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, Carrie Joji Fukunaga, Phoebe Waller Bridge for No Time to Die, Lana Wachowski, David Mitchell, Alexander Herman for Matrix Resurrections, and Tony Kushner for West Side Story. So those are the nominees for most SJW screenwriters of 2021. And the winner, or rather I should say winners of most SJW screenwriters of 2021 goes to the film Eternals, which means congratulations to Chloe Zhao, Patrick Berlay, Ryan Furpo, and Cass Furpo, all winners of Raven Awards. Thank you for writing a film that many deemed to be filled with identity politics, all done for either moral superiority, hatred of anyone with dissenting opinions, validation from peers. And I think based on everything that I've seen and heard, it seems more so that the writing was more so based on validation from peers, more so than anything else. Uh, But uh, yeah, so a, a sad day for Mr. Wachowski, half of the Wachowski brothers, uh, I thought for sure that that film would have gotten it, but alas, it is indeed Chloe Shaw, Patrick Berlay, Ryan Furpo for Eternals. So congratulations to the Eternals for having the most SJW screenwriters of 2021. All right, we had a couple of super chats to get to there, so let's go ahead and give them their due. Uh, and again, shout out to everyone for being in the chat, smashing that like button, and of course... Also for for your for your support uh, through super chats as well and through uh, donations by streamlabs really does mean a lot. Um, let's see. First off, we got a ten dollars super chat coming in from uh, Javen. Or let me make sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Joven St. Louis says, "May I suggest a new category? Big uh, biggest talentless hack." Pete Davidson, Aquafina, Amy Schumer's and Zeth Rogan, etc. I do feel like. The spirit of that is is covered in some of these categories. Again, we still have we still got several categories to go. All right, we we just uh, we just finished category eighteen, so we still got about seventeen more categories to go. Seventeen or eighteen categories to go. I, I never can do the math on that, but we still have a ways to go. We got uh, some pretty big ones coming up. In fact, within the next two, there is the second and last video sequence and it's the one I'm, I'm probably most proud of because i just i love the things that happen in it um but anyway yeah mark lazeth man uh we did hit twenty five thousand subscribers and we're still 
adding on even more subscribers. So it's it's crazy. By the way, uh, to Neil Covington, thanks for being in the chat, man. I appreciate it. But uh, but Joven St. Louis absolutely uh, will be considering that for next year's Raven Awards. No doubt about it. Oh, and I just I just forgot. Anyway, so congratulations to first off. Let's let's make sure that we shout out once again. Uh, Greg Frazier, and also the writing team for SJWs of the Year. There we go. There we go. A nice little bit of applause. Okay. Hope, 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 hope that makes things better. <laughs> Someone said uh, to have a drum roll. May- maybe a drum roll I could add in the future. I don't have that on the soundboard. I do have the the applause, though, so hopefully that, that at least uh, came through. Yeah, I've got that. I, of course, got my my sad trombone maybe that should really be so yeah the sjw screenwriter awards eternals congratulations you got the most sjw one <laughs> maybe that's what we'll do for the for the negative ones we also of course have the laughter <laughs> oh stop it oh stop Oh, I appreciate, I appreciate the laughter very much. We, of course, also have the rim shot for the jokes. Also, if I really wanted to, I'm not going to press this one because this one's actually overly loud. Um, and and it's, it basically is a bleep button. I'll do it for a second. Yeah, anyway, holding that for a long time, what it does is it mutes the microphone and basically you could say whatever you want and it's meant to be like kind of like a sensor button there. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you also, of course, got the crickets category. And then there's also the trash talk category, which is, I think, yeah. So that's, I think when, if you want to trash talk somebody, but you don't want them to hear it, it, it actually mutes your microphone. Um, all right. And then I didn't fill in anything there, but yeah, so I've been actually thinking of adding sound effects to it because I do have some, I do have uh, short video packages that I like to play from now and now. Right. For instance, I have my, uh, I have to declare you excommunicado. I have my, I say nay, nay soundtrack. And then I also of course have, so, so because I have not been on the ball with, with setting up the sound panel, uh, let me go ahead and just, and, and just play this right now. Sorry. I'm really sorry. I am. I am sorry. I am sorry. Uh, Bryant Barth, I just saw that you are, you are, you just said that you're watching the uh, Oscars. You just said you're watching the Oscars. You leave me no choice. Bryant Barth. No choice but to declare you excommunicado. Bryant Barth is officially excommunicado. You've heard it here first, everybody. Excommunicado. You left me no choice. All right. And then we did have a second super chat to get to from Low Watermark. Thank you very much for the $25 super chat. Thank you very much, good sir. Says, what do you think about the movie Spencer? Was not able to see it. It was in limited release. It was never showing at a good time near me. That's one of the things that I'm kind of cursed with. Whenever I have a day off, I still have my afternoon is is taken up because I have to pick up baby Thor from daycare. So unless there is a morning showing or a showing no later than like 1 p.m., I, I basically can't see it. And so I was not unfortunately able to see it. But I, I'm excited because we're almost to the month of April, which means we're almost to the month, uh, the month of May, which means summer is right around the corner. And once summer gets here, I just feel like I'll have a lot more time for 
for more streams. So uh, Good Morning Asgard is a morning podcast stream that I uh, do every single summer. I'll be able to bring back also my second channel, The OMB Report, where I talk about news and politics from an independent Catholic perspective. I know a lot of people love those videos and those streams and are sad that I I just don't have the time for those. Um, But uh, yeah, but anyway, low watermark. I I actually, I was actually interested in seeing Spencer uh, because I did think that she looked a lot like her. I thought that the the makeup crew actually did a pretty good job of, of making her look a lot like princess Diana. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I was not unfortunately able to see it, but thank you very much for that. Very, very generous super chat. I really do appreciate it a lot. All right, let's see. Let's get to a couple of other, uh, comments here. Carlos Ferreira in the chat. Hail to you. Thank you very much for, for being here. Um, a lot of people with a lot of comments about some of these. I can't. <laughs> There's Tina B. By the way, Tina, I love you. Tina, I think, has a test stream on her channel tonight. Don't you have a post, post-Raven post Awards stream? If that is the case, Tina, just let me know. Just tag me. Let me know because we will definitely send some people your way because I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about, uh, one, uh, the categories in which Dune wins, and two, so many of the other things as as well. So he said. So she says, "Yay, Maternals!" And their useless director slash screenwriter not letting her off because it was an MCU movie. Yeah, I understand. I do think Chloe Zhao uh, does have some talent, though. I, I again, I, I think that I, I think that it's just really it's Disney MCU just kind of missing the mark, not understanding how things go. Green Lion, welcome Maestro Chi of diversity, indeed. Uh, Kimberly G's like, I've only gotten one right, but it's okay because we've got a couple of awesome categories left. Uh, Rosie G12 then says, can you imagine spending millions upon millions of dollars for peer affirmation? Yeah, seriously. Also, can you imagine the millions of dollars spent on their telecast? <laughs> and it's four hours too long. The, the ratings go down every single year and, and, and there's no real fun to be had because it's all elitist. Whereas here, it's just, we're all regular, everyday people having fun, having a blast. All right. Let's go ahead then and dive into our next couple of categories. Uh, the first of which uh, I'm sure that there's going to be some opinions on just because of the nominees alone. Uh, the second one that we have, the second uh, rather category after this one will be a video package. But before we get to that one, we got to talk about, and we do this one early as well, because I like to do the big ones early. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun there. Uh, indeed, Tina did indeed post a post Ravens link. So if you want to hear uh, Tina and Steph's commentary as they are starting a channel together, uh, if you love Tina and Steph, if you love the Valkyries in the chat and you want to hear their comments about the Ravens, and I'm sure they'll give some other commentary as well about anything that they might have heard through the grapevine about things going on at the uh, you know <coughs> Oscars, <coughs> stupid. Um, and if that is the case, if that's something that you want to you want to listen to, I recommend it. They're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people, and I, I recommend them highly. But anyway, our next category is Best Director. Of 2021, and the nominees for Best Director of 2021 are... We have got Edgar Wright for Last Night in Soho. We have Guy Ritchie for The Wrath of Man. John Watts for Spider-Man No Way Home. Denis Villeneuve for Dune. And Jason Reitman for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So the nominees for Best Director 
And the winner of the Raven Award for Best Director of 2021 is... For the movie Dune, Denis Villeneuve. Congratulations. Very, very well-deserved victory there for Denis Villeneuve. As you all know, he is my favorite uh, of the directors working in Hollywood today. And I thought he did a phenomenal job. And apparently the majority of people also uh, thought he did a phenomenal job as well. And for anyone that says rigged... um, Hey, I have receipts. I've got shots. I got shots. I got uh, I got tons of shots that I could show you. And let me just say, uh, 44.6% of the vote. 44.6% of the vote. Second place had 17.8%. It was an overwhelming, <laughs> an overwhelming majority of people. So, uh, yeah. Don't 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 give me that uh oh it's all rigged nonsense. We don't do that here. They might rig it at the Oscars. You might be able to spend some money and some cash and and campaign there, but we don't do that here. No, no, no. We don't we don't do that here. Yeah, I know we need a drum roll. I don't have the drum roll sound effect on my board, so I, I just I can't do that. Uh again, that that's that's my that's my bad, so I'm sorry. I don't have a drum roll. I don't have it. I, I, I can't do anything about it. And I, I apologize. I apologize. All right. The next category is one where we will have a video sequence. So I will go ahead and say the next category is best fight scene slash action sequence of 2021. Man, oh man, I will say one of my favorite categories, some of the best nominees, and I'm also quite proud of this video. I hope that this video plays as well um, as as the other one did. I really do because uh, I, I, I hope that you like it. I hope also how I hope that you like how I cut it. Again, I, I had to limit them because. You know, I'm willing to I'm willing to buck the trend. I'm willing to risk some things by showing these clips because Lord knows that uh, the YouTube bots are out in full effect, and I'm sure that this this stream's already demonetized because of my earlier clips. But this is one I am incredibly excited about, um, and I hope that it turns out as well as uh, as I thought that it as I thought that it did. So anyway, these are the nominees for best fight scene slash action sequence. Of 2021, uh, let me get this video teed up, and uh, and hopefully it all works out for the best. So anyway, here we go. I will. I was in the Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. What is that? Wait, you don't have the Avengers? Is that a band? Are you in a band? No, I'm not in a band. No, the Avengers is the uh, Earth's finest. I'm just helping! Look, it's not important. All we gotta do is focus, trust your tingle, and coordinate our attacks, okay? Yes. Okay. Let's pick one target. Right. And we take them off the board one at a time. Now you got it. Okay, Peter one, Peter two. Peter two. Peter three. Peter three. All right, let's do this. Let's Ready? Wait, 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 wait. I love you guys. Thank you. All right, let's do this. 
Poor Peter. Too weak to send me home to die. No. I just want to kill you myself. Atta boy.
So apparently the stream has been taken down on YouTube. I cannot say I am that surprised. I figured that that would be the one that did it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and continue on here. Let me see if I can change the size of this one at all. There we go. I'll have to have it uh, on the side like that. <laughs> Literally, I just got the email notification saying uh, copyright notice. Uh, it says, do a copyright match. Your stream was interrupted. Streams are interrupted when copyright content is detected after copyright material is no longer being uh, streamed. Streams are automatically re-enabled. So uh, hopefully the stream gets re-enabled at some point. Uh, so hopefully the people on YouTube can let me know uh, when the uh, <laughs> when the stream gets re-enabled. Uh, but anyway, this is the fight sequence from Godzilla versus Kong versus Mecha Godzilla. Um, so again, apologies. This is what happens. Yeah, seriously. This is the first time ever been taken down. Uh, and again, I guess I can kind of understand why. But again, if I was showing a whole movie, I'd understand. But I'm just showing clips. And I feel like a lot of these clips you could probably find already in, uh, you know, other places. So anyway, those are the nominees. Uh, so let's see. Hopefully I get taken back up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll put this up on the YouTube channel. Should be back up on YouTube soonish. Uh, refresh not working. All right, let me see if I can troubleshoot the YouTube side of things from from my end. Uh, let's see if maybe I do I have to like make a, a claim or something like that. Let's see. It says your stream has been temporarily blocked because we uh, we detected copyrighted video. All right. So I don't know how I can there's no button for me to challenge that at this point. Let's see. Yeah, all it says is that streams are interrupted when copyright content is being detected after copyright material is no longer being streamed. Streams are automatically re-enabled. So it should be re-enabled at some point on YouTube. Uh, so uh, please keep the YouTube link open up, but also make it and keep it up over on uh, Odyssey as well. Um, yeah, so I'm not seeing the ability to make a counterclaim at this point from my end uh let me see if it's maybe in the actual dashboard itself um but based on what it says it says that it will uh it will pop back up after uh the copyright material is no longer being detected and so it's not playing anymore uh, so I, I imagine that it'll be back up soon. That is at least, uh, my hope. So again, I do apologize for anyone that was watching over on, uh, YouTube. I do apologize for anyone over there, but that's the reason why we are on Odyssey, why we are also on D live, uh, why we are also live on Twitter as well. 
And again, cannot say that I am surprised. But anyway, we'll go ahead and just go through this again. So the nominees for best fight scene action sequence of 2021 are the Statue of Liberty fight from Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, the Peter versus Green Goblin final fight scene from Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, We have also the bus fight from the film Nobody. We also have Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla versus King Kong in Godzilla versus Kong and the Harkonnen Night Siege from the film Dune. And the YouTube back on is what Issig said. All right, boom. Welcome back, YouTube. All right, perfect timing, actually. So let me explain, since a lot of y'all probably... Uh, we're not hearing that over on Odyssey, but this is the reason, guys, this is the reason why follow me on Odyssey, follow me on DLive, because YouTube will take streams down for, again, copyright violations, a plethora of other things, and, uh, again, that's why I will always multi-stream to multiple locations just in case of this, but anyway, I got an email, and as soon as the email was sent to me, that's when I started seeing Fs in the chat. So the email that was sent to me from YouTube was as follows. It says, due to a copyright match, your stream was interrupted. Uh, And then it goes on to say, streams are interrupted when copyrighted content is detected. After copyrighted material is no longer being streamed, streams are automatically re-enabled. And so that's what just happened. The stream has been re-enabled. And that's the last video of the stream as well. So you, you, you won't have to worry about that happening again, unless they decide retroactively just to take the whole stream down, uh, even though the vast majority of it is going to be my my own content. But uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you all so uh, very much again uh, uh, for being here. So anyway, the nominees, if you weren't able to see all of the videos, I'm sorry. Hopefully you can maybe catch it over on uh, the Odyssey replay um, and I'll, I'll try and see if I can get a recording of it as well. Maybe upload it, uh, elsewhere, uh, to, so that way it's available. Uh, maybe, maybe on, uh, I'll maybe have it up on rumble. Uh, rumble might be a little bit, uh, more, uh, just like Odyssey is a little bit more, you know, not as crazy when it comes to copyright infringement type of stuff, but the nominees for best fight sequence, uh, best fight scene action sequence 2021. I'll just re- go ahead and repeat those were Spider-Man No Way Home's Statue of Liberty fight, uh, Peter versus Green Goblin final fight from Spider-Man No Way Home, the bus fight from the film Nobody, uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla versus King Kong from Godzilla versus Kong, and the Harkonnen Night Siege from Dune. Those were the nominees and the winner. And this should not be any surprise based on what y'all just watched and that is of course nobody the bus fight sequence i i love that scene so much it is phenomenal uh even though it is definitely derivative of john wick there's no doubt about it it's still a well-made movie it is still a well well made well-made movie i think it's well worth everyone's time to check it out but yes the bus fight sequence one um, though I will say the Statue of Liberty fight is also great. And I hope everyone enjoyed the clip that I showed because the, any interaction between those three actors is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so again, there we go. All right. Since that did take up a little bit of time, we are just going to keep this ball rolling. And, uh, since, who knows what's going to happen to this video or, or what this is going to mean for the channel. For all I know, I could even get a strike on the channel. I don't know. Uh, but if you do want to support, you don't have to. No one's obliged to do anything. But if you do want to support the channel, I do recommend going via Streamlabs and not by YouTube. As YouTube can, of course, 
take away, uh, you know, anything as far as donations are concerned. Whereas through Streamlabs, they, they, they can't do that. So if anyone is planning to donate in the future for this stream or any other stream, uh, recommend going through Streamlabs instead. But let's go ahead and go then to our next nomination. So we just finished the best fight scene action sequence. So let's go then to our best breakthrough performance. This is another category I like a lot because this is not just for people. This is not just for people who are brand new to the acting scene, but established actors too. Maybe sometimes established actors are able to kind of break through the ranks a bit, you know, really have a special performance. Uh, and this is what this category is also meant for. Uh, Gary Badger Sandwich says, Odin likes nobody because I cause love Saul. Yeah, I love uh, Gotta Call Saul uh, is, is also a fantastic show. Can't wait for the final season of that. And um, yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. It's fantastic. So anyway, our nominations for best breakthrough performance for 2021 are we have McKenna Grace from Ghostbusters Afterlife, Timothy Chalamet from Dune, Tim Blake Nelson from Old Henry. That was a very surprised nomination there, but it did get some. He did get some love. Thomas and McKenzie from Last Night in Soho, who gave a great performance. And also Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man No Way Home. And the winner for Breakthrough Performance of 2021 is... Another win for Spider-Man No Way Home. It's Andrew Garfield. Congratulations to Andrew Garfield for his victory here. Let's keep that applause going as well. Andrew Garfield gave a phenomenal performance in the movie. Uh, I mean, seriously, pulled at the uh, pulled at the heartstrings, gave just again, for any type of superhero type movie, just gave an incredible performance, you know, uh, and that entire sequence that led to the are you okay moment was just so great. It really was. I, I thought that he truly was the standout. To me, he was the star of that movie. And the fact that it pushed people to say, we want Amazing Spider-Man 3 after how terrible Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 are, I think speaks volumes to the performance that he did. So as I mentioned before, breakthrough performance is not just for new actors. It is also for established ones when it is a performance that is able to just go past various elements and I think kind of kind of put them onto the map and put them onto the scene in a new way. Again, I think that breakthrough performance should be beyond just uh, the performances of, of new actors. By the way, a $5 donation, uh, rather a $5 ha hyper chat donation over on Odyssey. Yes, that's another way you can donate is if you donate on Odyssey, you can donate via their crypto or you can buy, just do a direct donation over there as well. The R says you can support Odin without YouTube taking a cut. Also from Odyssey, Odyssey also does not take a major cut either. So either through Streamlabs or through, uh, through Odyssey, uh, if you do want to support the channel. And again, I have no idea what's going to happen to this video or this channel. Uh, that's the first time that's ever uh, that's ever happened uh, for me. 
uh, as far as uh, the stream actually getting paused. All right, our next category is worst writing story. First worst writing slash story in film of 2021. So the worst writing story of 2021 and the nominees are we have Cinderella, the Amazon film. We have Eternals. We have Black Widow. Space Jam, A New Legacy, or Space Jam 2. And Matrix, Resurrections. And the nomination, or rather, and the winner for the worst writing, the worst story of any of the films to come out in 2021 is Matrix Resurrections. Congratulations to you for being the worst story of 2021. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, by the way, Samoa Fan 101 just dropped a super chat. Uh, thank you very much for uh, the donation there. I appreciate it. Uh, let me see if I can get to it so that I could pop it up on the screen. Uh, let's see. So Samoa Fan says, I'm not watching it, but Dune apparently has won four Oscars so far. Not a surprise. Dune is a phenomenal film. It is a phenomenal film uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a film I recommend, though I will say it is incomplete. Uh, as it is the first part, I don't think it ended in the... Uh, I don't think it ended in the best way, at the best part, at the best time. Um, but I still think it's a phenomenally uh, well-made film. And I know that we have some haters in here in the chat, but hey, worst writing goes to Matrix Resurrections. So, once again, congratulations to you. Um, all right, we got a super chat from Wayward Noodle. Thank you for another $10 super chat donation. Hopefully, YouTube doesn't take it away. Uh, it says, Ricky Gervais, we were going to do an in-memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of who died, it wasn't diverse enough. Mostly white people, and I thought, nah, not on my watch. Maybe next year. <laughs> don't put it past them. Honestly, don't put it past them. I mean, it's already bad enough that in the next couple of years, their their quota for best picture is going to be going into effect. And think about that for a second. At the Oscars, this is the reason why the Oscars are worthless. This is the reason why we do our boycott, because the Oscars don't matter. Yeah, okay, Dune has four Oscars. Oh, it's getting recognition. I like the fact the film's getting recognition, but those Oscars don't mean a dang thing anymore. They don't mean a thing anymore, because at this point in time... They have become so lifeless, the Oscars. And it all comes down to the fact that all of these movies and all of the fanfare around them is so artificial. And eventually you're going to have to, if you could, you could probably do it already. You're going to have to put asterisks, you know, asterisks next to some of these winners. Because if, if a movie wins during a year when these new rules go into effect and all of a sudden you have major films that have so much love that are fantastic that don't win. I mean, or, or rather it don't even get nominated because they don't fit your quote diversity quota it is ridiculous, you know? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you. 
uh, for that super chat. Wayward Noodle, I appreciate it. All right, our next category is most iconic film. So by iconic, what we mean here is it's a film that's going to be remembered for years to come. It's going to be remembered for years to come. So our most iconic film of 2021, and the nominees are... We have Dune, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider-Man No Way Home, and The Beatles Get Back. Surprise nomination here for... Uh, the Beatles get back as it was a, a docuseries, but I, I decided that it counted as it uh, definitely is is, is 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 edited together as a film. So I think that it absolutely deserved to to count here. But the winner for most iconic film, this is what the voters deem to be the most iconic film of 2021. And it is yet another victory for spider-man no way home congratulations to spider-man no way home for winning this year's most iconic film and it truly is i mean again huge shout out and congratulations to spider-man no way home it really was it really was uh out of those nominees i think it was the most iconic i know that there is a lot of love for uh, the Beatles get back, especially from uh, from Tina. I know that she really loved, uh, or I know that I know that there's a lot of love out there for uh, that film. But let's be honest, uh, it's an incredibly long docu series. I don't think a lot of people have had the time to sit down with it, and I do think that there is definitely a level of iconic elements to it. And that's again, here's the thing. You got to look at it not just from winners, but you got to look at it from nominees too, right? Because those are all very strong nominations. But I do think Spider-Man No Way Home, especially because, again, you saw it in the clip. Before the stream got taken down for a second, you saw in that clip, that moment, when those three actors came together, it was magic. It was magic, and I I think that that's something that most people are going to remember for a long time. You know, I think that there will be a segment that are going to remember The Beatles Get Back, but I think enough people have not seen it and I think and would not be surprised if a lot of it is because of the Disney Plus factor, because of the Disney factor. So uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, though, is one that I think universally most will see as being the most iconic film from this past year. So congratulations to that film. All right, next category is the most pointless character of 2021. This is another one that I am uh, I'm quite a fan of the most pointless character of a film. Uh, two movies had two nominations in this. Uh, Daniel T over on Odyssey says, Ricky Gervais is going on tour. If he comes close to you, will you check him out? I might. Uh, I'm not typically one for tours or for concerts. Um, it's just not really my scene. I, I'm, I'm a kind of a homebody personality. I have a, you know situational so- social anxiety, so I, I typically stay away from that. But... Uh, anyway, with that being said, here are the nominees for most pointless character of 2021. And the nominees are we have Shang-Chi from the film Shang-Chi. We have Katie from the film Shang-Chi. We have Trevor Spengler from Ghostbusters Afterlife. 
We have the Red Guardian from Black Widow. And we also have Black Widow herself from Black Widow. <laughs> oh, man. So a great group here. And I, I just laugh at the Trevor Spengler one because, like, let me be honest. I, I was a fan of Ghostbusters Afterlife. I did like the movie. But Trevor Spengler really was a, a, a worthless character. <laughs> I think that I think that we could all agree that Trevor Spengler didn't really serve much of a purpose in in the film, uh, for sure. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so with that being said, today uh, in 2021, the winner for the most pointless character of 2021, the winner is. From the film Shang-Chi, Katie. Congratulations, Katie. You were considered to be the most worthless character of 2021 in a film that, though it did not save lives, or was that Eternals that was supposed to save lives? I don't even remember anymore. I just remember that Shang-Chi got a lot of hype and, and got really overhyped in a lot of ways. But anyway, Katie from Shang-Chi, once again, congratulations. Uh, Aquafina uh, couldn't, couldn't have happened to uh, a nicer, a nicer lass. Couldn't have happened to a nicer lass. All right. All right. This category here coming up. Uh, first off, before this next category, we have a $10 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you very much. Sandy Q, Sandy Q, thank you for using Streamlabs because YouTube ain't getting none of that. Sandy Q says, thanks for keeping us entertained, Odin. Cheers. Cheers to you, Sandy Q. Thank you. I really do appreciate the love there and uh, appreciate the support. By the way, I I've seen it in the chat, but hey, Steph, why are you here? The reason why you're here is because you're, you're my general. You're my general and you're awesome. That's why you're here. So thank you for being here. I really do appreciate it. And by the way, did I did I did I see someone mention somebody? Oh wait, that's right. Never mind. I thought that you meant that she was in the chat, but she's not. Uh, <laughs> who was the connection with X-ray girl? Uh, and I was like, okay, that's right, Bruce. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember. I remember now. I remember. Uh, Rob D says, Odin will now be canceled for calling an Asian character pointless. I, I didn't say that again. I didn't vote for, 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 for that. All right. The people did. The people have said that. Uh, let's see. Tina says, Steph's had a very long day. Still feels dairy down. I told her, oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, Stephanie B. Uh, hope you start feeling better. Very sorry. I hope I hope none of the winners was was impacting that at all. Again, I, I didn't have any uh, choice in the matter. Uh, again, this this was uh, people choosing. But Stephanie B, thank you for being here. Seriously, Stephanie B is a rock star. Let's go ahead and give a a huge shout to Stephanie B, general of my Valkyrie. Uh, she's awesome. So Stephanie B, if you do need to take a step out, again, thoughts and prayers are with you with your friend. Um, and again, everyone in Asgard is going to show you love and, and support. All right. And, uh, and Tina B, thank you for, for being here as well. But yeah, once again, another round of applause for both Stephanie B and Tina B for being the best in the business, the best in the business. All right, let's go ahead then and move on. This is one of my favorite categories. So Stephanie B, if you're still here, 
You may want to stick around for this one. Maybe. Just maybe. Because this is one of my favorites, and that is, of course, Shill of the Year. Yes, that's right. The time has come for Shill of the Year. Uh, And we have a definition here. By shill, we mean a person engaged in covert advertising. The shill attempts to spread buzz by personally endorsing the product in public forums with the pretense of sincerity when, in fact, they are being paid for his or her services. And so, the nominations, or rather the nominees for shill of the year are... (laughs) And once again, I think I'm pretty proud of the photos that I chose for this one, too. So the nominees, the nominees for Shill of the Year are Simu Lu from the film Eternals, Scotty Boy Mendelssohn, there's that creepy dude in the middle, uh, multi-nominee, by the way, Scotty Boy Mendelssohn, he, he, he's notorious for, for being per, a perennial, he's a perennial candidate in this category, uh, let's just be honest here. Uh, we also have in the upper left-hand corner, uh, so we have Grace Randolph, another another key shill. Uh, we also have another creep in the upper right-hand corner, John Campia, who I-, I think that if you look up the definition of shill, I think that he his picture is there. And then in the lower left-hand corner, you have a very fun picture of Kevin Smith, who is the other nominee. So these are the nominees for Shill of the Year. And the winner for Shill of the Year is none other than, well, let's just say he he, he ruined something that was near and dear to the hearts of many people. And so it is, of course, actually Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith you are this year's shill of the year. Yes, indeed. Kevin Smith, shill of the year. He promised to provide. He promised He-Man and failed to deliver. I was never a He-Man person myself, but I know a lot of people were so incredibly uh, upset. And so, again, if you look at that definition engaged in covert advertising, right? Pretending to, sp- uh, to spread buzz, but really lying. I think Kevin Smith absolutely for 2021 deserved it. Don't you worry, guys. Scotty Boy Mendelson is going to be on this list next year. Grace Randolph likely will be on this list again next year. And John Campy, of course. They're, they're, again, they're, those are the perennial candidates. They're always there. Uh, Simu Liu, this was his first nomination. Kevin Smith, his first nomination as well. But Kevin Smith, congratulations. You are indeed the shill of the year. <laughs> as jkdbuck76 says he totally last jedi'd the masters of the universe yep yep Alrighty then so we'll go ahead and keep on moving on because that uh that delay because of the stream being taken down de- definitely uh dug into some time and so if we finish a little early uh my plan is to go to 9 p.m so that way uh stephanie and tina if again, if if Steph's up for it, can do their uh, post Raven stream. If not, that then that's okay as well. Um, but uh, because of that, uh, if I do have some extra time, I can then actually 
focus on the chat. And so I want to say thank you again for, for all y'all's love and patience as well, not being able to be as active in the chat as I normally am. Um, but again, it's it's the Raven Award, and so my my focus must be elsewhere. Otherwise, um, I, I, who knows what would have happened to the stream by now. Uh, but I do have another amazing super chat. Super chat from Low Watermark. Thank you very much for another another super chat, man. Thank you for the support. He says, great Raven Awards this year. Well, thank you, man. I, I, I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope everyone is enjoying it. Thank you so very much. Uh, for being here. Uh, let's see. Fallen Fickle. Thank you for being here as well. Saw that name. And yeah, it's meant to be Rose. Uh, and it is for Latari Sunday. Uh, it is a, it's, it's a Catholic uh, Sunday. It's the halfway point of the Lenten season. All right. Let's go ahead and jump back into it. So, Shill of the Year, Kevin Smith. Once again, Kevin Smith, Shill of the Year. Could not have happened to a better person. Let's now go to... uh, And this is where we get to a series of categories where there will likely be some changes next year. But this is what we have for this year. Let's go into our next category, which is what we call... I just love the title, though, because it's a mouthful, and I love it. This is the most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film of 2021. Not only is this movie overrated, it's terrible. So this is when a film has a high rating, either from audience or critic, but it's also just a terrible film to boot, right? Because there's some films that they're overrated, but they're not bad movies. This is for those critically acclaimed films that are just giant pieces of garbage. So let's go ahead and get those nominees out of the way. So let's talk about the most critically acclaimed piece of garbage films. The nominees are... We, of course, have The Eternals. We have Black Widow. West Side Story. <laughs> we have Shang-Chi and The Legend of Ten Rings. And then the upper right-hand corner, a film that did not get a lot of attention this year, but probably for be- probably good for, for good reason, because nobody saw it. And that's House of Gucci in the upper right-hand corner. So anyway, the winner tonight, the winner tonight of the most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film of 2021 goes to Eternals. Congratulations to the Eternals. You are the most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film. I think that was the one that was supposed to save the world. And in the end, it couldn't even save itself by not making nearly enough money to make it's money back. So once again, Eternals, most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film. Congratulations. Couldn't have happened to a nicer crew there. By the way, we just had a massive <laughs> hyper chat over on Odyssey. The biggest hyper chat I've ever seen in my life. Because uh, again, hyper chats are, are relatively new for me. But this is... Uh, Josh Schwalbach, uh, J.S. J.H. Schwalbach. I don't know if it's supposed to be shorthand for for Josh or not, but J.H. Schwalbach, thank you very much for your one hundred and six dollar and thirty five cent hyper chat donation. Over a hundred dollar hyper chat. Thank you, dude. He says, just wanted to say thanks for saving my joke on Friday Night Tights. 
Uh, names for for uh, for quarter black Garrett's child Ocho Balo Negro. Uh, Gary wanted eight ball. I thought this was more. <laughs> I thought this was more Texan. Can't do Oscars. It's a wife thing. She will be alone for a while. Love you, dude. God bless. Well, God bless you as well. And that's why. Hey, we don't do the Oscars either. That's why we do the Raven Awards. That's why we do. <laughs> that's why we do a boycott of the Oscars with our own award show where y'all get to nominate. Y'all get to vote. And we have a lot of fun. But thank you so very much for that. Yeah, dude. I, when, when I saw that post in the chat, immediately I'm like, that, that, that's Spanish. I was like, what is Gary doing? What is Gary doing? Uh, but yeah, I, I picked up on it right away. I was like, Ocho Balo Negro. Yes, I, I picked that up right away. I picked that up right away. I, I, took, I took some Spanish, so I was able to pick that up. But yeah. But anyway, J.H. Uh, Schwalbach, thank you so very much, man. Incredibly generous donation. Again, 106.35. <laughs> thank you so much. Seriously, you are awesome. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to save it. I'm glad that I was <laughs> I was glad I was able to give the proper context to uh, to that joke and, and provide the translations that needed to be there. But thank you also. Amazing hyper chat donation over there, man. Seriously, because, uh, yeah. And that's why I love Odyssey, too, because even though Odyssey is still a growing platform, even though it's still got some things to work out, uh, it is a platform that supports creators. And, you know, whereas YouTube would take uh, a good 30 percent of that, you know, Odyssey doesn't. Odyssey only takes really a processing fee, which is is pretty standard. So uh, and uh, J.K.D. Buck, hablas espanol un, uh, un poco, un poco. Uh, really, un, un poquito. I can I can read it, less so I speak it. I couldn't have an actual conversation, uh, like a full fledged, full speed conversation. But uh, reading, I'm I'm relatively good at, um, or at least I was at one point in time. So anyway, thank you very much. Uh, but yes, Eternals is the most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film, which then leads to our most overrated film. And so this is these are films that they might be bad. But they might also be okay, but they're just overrated. They just get talked about a little bit too much. That's why even even a film I like is on this list, um, and I and I can't imagine why uh, this film got on this list. But for our most overrated films, so not not critically acclaimed piece of garbage films. These are our most overrated films. The most overrated films of 2021 are as follows: We have Dune. Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings, West Side Story, The Suicide Squad, and No Time to Die. And keep in mind that by overrated, we count both by critic rating, so like Rotten Tomatoes rating, but also audience rating as well. So that's the reason why you have films like Dune and The Suicide Squad on here. Because while The Suicide Squad may not have been liked by critics as much, it did have a pretty strong uh, passionate fan base. Uh, So again, just to explain that category, it is not just about uh, critics and what they say. Audience can also be a part of the equation as well. But the most overrated film of 2021, according to... The people of Asgard, according to the people who voted, and since uh, I I might need to have some numbers up for this one, the most overrated film of 2021 is 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Congratulations to Shang-Chi. Yet another victory for Shang-Chi. It is considered to be the most overrated film of the year. And again, as I said before, 43.4% of respondents voted for Shang-Chi. Second place was at 19%, and it was no time to die. So, I know there's a lot of people in here who hated Dune. Dune was not. In fact, uh, Dune got the least amount of votes for most overrated film of the year. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, So uh, for those that hate on Dune, most people do not. And that's what I say about that. But once again, uh, a huge shout out to the most overrated film of the year, Shang-Chi. Congratulations. Congratulations. You absolutely deserved it. And again, I think that all of the nominees fit the category. I think all the nominees fit the category in some way or another. And 70B, you can't say it's rigged. I just gave you the numbers. I just gave you the numbers, man. I just gave you the numbers, man. The people who voted, they may not be the people that are watching this stream. But I put the numbers out there. I I let the people vote. If you can come up with... Stephanie V's like, this is so not right. This is so unfair. I know. I know the Dune haters are not getting what they want tonight. (laughs) Oh, but the night is still a little young. All right, let's go on to the next category. So the opposite of that, this is the most underrated film. The most underrated film of the year. Uh, And I uh, I think that this is a category that I think a lot of people will be happy with. Because uh, there's a couple of films that I, I was surprised to see get noticed, get recognized. And I know there was one especially that people it, did like and disagreed with me on uh, liking. Because I, I had a pretty strong negative review about this film. But anyway, the most underrated films of 2021 are as follows. They are The Last Duel. Nobody. The Wrath of Man. Ghostbusters Afterlife and The Tomorrow War. And for those in the chat, no, there is no fortification going on. There is no dominion factor. Uh, I'm as transparent as they come. I I, I have no problem after the fact uh, releasing the pie charts uh, to prove the, uh, the, uh, the results. But anyway, most underrated film. And yeah, Laura Story... Uh, the Modern Major General, when I saw Last Duel get some nominations like this, I was very surprised, uh, especially because of what you had said uh, about it. But anyway, the most underrated film. So this is a positive. Finally, another positive category. The most underrated film of 2021, according to a, a large portion. Uh, actually, scratch that. Let me look at my pie chart here. This one actually was incredibly close. About uh, a five-vote difference decided this category. A five-vote difference for most underrated film. But the most underrated film of the year, according to the people, is the film Nobody. Congratulations to the most underrated film of the year, Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. 
Uh, this, I think, truly was a, a fantastic film. I definitely think it was underrated. No one went to go see it. A lot of people didn't see it. Um, but anyone that did, I think, really enjoyed it, or at least most people, I think, really enjoyed it. But once again, huge shout out to Nobody. Most underrated film of the year. And I think it deserves it. I think it deserves it. But yeah, The Tomorrow War is the one that got a nomination. And as you all know, I'm not a fan of it. So I use that as, again, a point, a point of privilege for anyone who says, oh, this is rigged. I would never have voted for The Tomorrow War. I would never have nominated. But the people did. But the people did. And the people spoke. And the people spoke by choosing Nobody. So once again, Nobody, most underrated film of the year. So on the positive side, underrated film, we got Nobody. On the overrated side, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. All right. Next, we have two categories that this is one. These are two categories as well that I think might end up getting uh, the, cho- the chopping block or some type of combination. Uh, yes, Michael Michael uh, Segriff, right? Point of personal privilege, Senator. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so the first of the categories, this is the positive one. All right. This is the positive one. And this is the best pointless remake, reboot, sequel, prequel, requel, whatever. So this means that we understand that remakes and, and, and prequels and sequels, for the most part, are pointless. We understand that, for the most part, Hollywood tends to try to add on to franchises, whether by making films beforehand, after, or just redoing them all together, that it's all about trying to do a cash grab. We understand that, right? We understand that. But... We also understand that sometimes they do it well. Sometimes they do a good job with it. And so these are the best of the pointless remakes, reboots, requels, etc. So again, whatever it is you want to call it. And, and, and <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't apologize for, for this image. <laughs> is that a mouthful or what? All right, so... For the best of the pointless films of 2021, again, whether it be a remake, reboot, sequel, prequel, requel, whatever it might be, the nominees are Zack Snyder's Justice League, Mortal Kombat, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story, and Dune. So these were considered to be the best of the pointless remakes. And yeah, surprise seeing West Side Story on there. In fact, when we announced the nominees, there was some controversy because it was both nominated for worst and best, interestingly enough. Was it able to to somehow capture both? Well, I, I, I hate to break I hate to, to break and uh, to burst your bubble, but uh, in this category, the best remake, reboot, sequel, prequel, whatever it is you want to call it, the best is Dune. Congratulations, another win here for Dune. Well-deserved win. I thought that Dune was fantastic. And I know that there are people in the chat that are not happy with that, but... It won. It won. It, 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 that's what the people voted on. And, and again, let me, go, let, me, let me get my chart. Let me get my chart. The difference between first and second was... 
It was 90 votes to 75 for the best pointless remake. 90 to 75. So it, it, it was not even close. So Dune got 37.2% of the vote. All right. So uh, it is still a pointless remake. So one could still say there's a negative aspect, but it was the best of them. It was the best of them. So, you know, take take that for what it is. And so then for the flip side of this, we have the worst of the remakes, reboots, sequels, prequels of 2021. So these are the worst of the bunch. And the nominations are, once again, West Side Story, which got nominated in both categories. Home Sweet Home Alone. Yes, that film happened. And I think if anyone actually had any desire to see it, it probably it probably would have gotten even more nominations in other categories. Uh, we also have Cinderella, the Amazon Studios edition. We also have the film Candyman and Matrix Resurrections. And these are, again, the worst of the remakes, reboots, etc. But... There can only be one winner and the worst of the worst when it comes to a remake, a reboot, a sequel, a prequel is, I don't think it's as much of a surprise, but it is The Matrix Resurrections. Congratulations to The Matrix Resurrections for being the worst remake, reboot, requel, sequel of 2021. Uh, you just weren't a good film. And I, to be honest, I don't think enough people saw the other films on this list uh, to, to really sway it one way or, or another. Uh, this was a category where um, Matrix Resurrections dominated with 95 votes. Second place had 52, uh, and that was the Cinderella film. Uh, so anyway, that was the worst of the worst. All right. Looks like we're going to go over time just a little bit, but that's okay. We're in our top five categories. We got five categories remaining. I hope everyone is having a good time because we've got some heavy hitters coming up pretty soon. But let's go ahead and keep on diving into it. And again, let me just shout not just the Valkyrie out because the Valkyrie always deserve it, but let me go ahead and shout out every single person watching on YouTube, on DLive, on Odyssey, on Twitter, wherever you're watching. Thank you so very much for watching tonight. This has been so much fun. We are in the top five. We are getting close to the end. And guess what? The Oscars are just getting started. So <laughs> we are doing excellent in time when it comes to the Oscars. <laughs> we don't have the acceptance speeches here. So imagine how much time you can do. Uh, and anyway, I don't know why Heimdall continues to push the link for voting because the voting is over. Uh, but don't worry, I, I did actually cut off the ability to accept nominations, so uh, don't worry, uh, that has not been affected. But uh, this is a category I thoroughly enjoy. In fact, let me go ahead, let me uh, let me turn off that timer. There we go. That way that one uh, shouldn't come up again. So that way it doesn't tease anybody. All right, this is one of my favorite categories because it, it's one that, other than the Spirit Awards... I don't think uh, I don't think this category really exists in, in any award show. And that is the best low budget film of 2021. And this year we decided to up it to 30 million dollars. 
And that is still quite a bit of money. You know, we, we're not going micro-budget here. But uh, I definitely think $30 million is, is, definitely, a, uh, is definitely something that is... is I, I think it makes sense for that to be the low-budget uh, cutoff for it. But anyway, the nominees for Best Low-Budget Film of 2021 are... We have here the film Nobody. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, so I'll explain the bottom right-hand corner in a second. And I think I know what happened. Anyway, so the nominees are Nobody, which cost $16 million. Belfast, which cost $23 million. The Green Knight, which cost $15 million. The French Dispatch, which cost $25 million. And in the bottom right-hand corner should be the film Pig. And the issue is the image I found was a perfect image, but it was a WebM file. And apparently, because it's a WebM file, it, for some reason, just decided not to render. But anyway, the other nomination that's supposed to be up there in that fifth slot is Pig. Uh, the Nicolas Cage film Pig, which cost $5 million to make. And again, that alone, um, regardless of whether you saw it or not, $5 million for a film like that with Nicolas Cage, I mean, that that already is, is quite impressive. But there can only be one winner, and the winner of the best low-budget film of 2021, which cost $16 million to make, is the Bob Odenkirk film Nobody. Congratulations to nobody. Nobody. Nobody's been a sleeper. Nobody has been a sleeper. It's been winning several categories this evening, I would say. Uh, or several more than some would say. If anyone's doing any uh, math on these categories and how many wins each film has, uh, please share that information at the very end uh, when we get through them all. But once again, nobody is your best low-budget film of 2021. It really is a great film. I highly recommend it. If you've not seen it yet, it is. Uh, it really, truly is is fantastic. And there's a beautiful steelbook you can get. I think Zavi might still have it, um, but it's a it's yellow and black based, and it, it just looks beautiful, and it, it looks fantastic. So uh, yeah, nobody is is amazing. I highly recommend. Uh, highly recommend that film. Uh, anyway. Going now, top four. Let's go into best story for a film in 2021. So the best stories in films for 2021, the nominees are. Once again, we have Nobody. We have Last Night in Soho. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Spider-Man No Way Home. And The French Dispatch. So these are the best stories in film for the year 2021. And the winner of The Raven for this year's best story in film goes to, once again, a powerhouse of a film at the box office and in the Raven Awards. It will go again to Spider-Man No Way Home. Congratulations. Spider-Man No Way Home for winning Best Story. Uh, not the one I would have chosen. 
I, I think out of this list, uh, last night in Soho, I, I thought had the best story. To be honest, that was that was my own vote. I will freely admit, the one I voted for was last night in Soho because I, I think that it's definitely a film that people need to go see. I think it's a film that's worthy of, of watching. But I can understand. I can understand why a lot of people did enjoy Spider-Man: No Way Home because. Especially once you have all three on screen, all three Spider-Man on screen together, I think uh, there's magic. I think that there's magic. So once again, congratulations, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yet another victory here, this time for best story in film for 2021. All right. Now we got the top three categories. We got the top three going on. Let's take our, let's take our top three stretch break. Oh, cracking the neck a little bit. Get a little bit, uh, get a little bit of uh, some water. Oh man, yeah. But that's the other thing I like about the Ravens is that obviously a lot of people can vote, and sometimes people vote for the films that they've seen, and they haven't seen all of the films in the category. But the great thing I love about, um, the great thing I love about the Ravens is that on the actual day of the show, because of everyone in the chat. And the conversations that the people have in the chat and the, and the conversations that, that I'm able to have with y'all, we're able to shed some light on films that I think a lot of people have not seen. And if any, you know, I, I think especially the lower budget films uh, that really deserve some light and, and deserve to be checked out. I think Nobody, absolutely. Belfast, for sure. Last Night in Soho, I think, is a film that definitely deserves everyone's time and attention. Um uh, I would also put there The Green Knight. I know it's a controversial film. It's a love-hate film. And and even the movie Pig has some love-hate to it. I, I, I cannot stand the cinematography in Pig. There's a lot of shaky cam, and it's too much for me. I, I don't think it's well done cinematography-wise. But it is a film that I think has a great Nicolas Cage performance in it. There's no doubt about that. And the $5 million production budget makes it even more impressive. But again, um, that's what I love about the Raven Awards, is that we're able to also put attention on films and and because of y'all's conversations uh get people to be interested in films that they otherwise would not have ever seen so our third to last category uh this is again another one of those categories i love and it's our lifetime achievement award and for us at the ravens when we say lifetime achievement we we go we try to look out after the most overlooked people so not maybe, not necessarily the best people, not the people that you know you you typically would think to have, um, you know, in, in the traditional sense. They don't have to be at the end of their career, for instance. This is just when there's people that are overlooked. And so the nominees for this year, again, these are all voted on. Uh, all these nominations came from the people and were voted on by the people as well. And this was indeed a tough category. I think there's there's a there's great nominees. Uh, every single one of these are great, and I tried to I tried to pick some some good pictures for a couple of them as well. So the nominees for the Lifetime Achievement Award Raven for 2021 is, or are rather, we have uh, the nominees: Jeremy Irons, we have Diana Rigg, who I believe uh, passed away this past year. Um, so rest in peace. We also have Sidney Poitier holding there his Oscar. We also have, with his hair flowing in the breeze, Nicolas Cage. And we have the man with the creepiest face on earth, Willem Dafoe. 
So again, these are the nominees for the Lifetime Achievement Award and the winner this year. And again, a lot of great nominees all around, uh, but there was one that had just dominated the uh, dominated the vote uh, with 42% of the vote, in fact. Um, and the winner of Lifetime Achievement Award is... Willem Dafoe. Congratulations to Willem Dafoe. You are one creepy looking dude. You are one creepy looking dude. And I love you. And I wish that more people would uh, appreciate the uh, the other work that you do. Trust me. I think that a lot of these people are, are people that typically are not uh, the first on people's list. Um, you know, unless you're in specific circles, I think. Um, all great people, all worthy of their nominations for sure. But again, Lifetime Achievement Award, Raven, goes to Willem Dafoe. Congratulations to Willem Dafoe for winning the Raven this year. And also keep in mind, any of those nominees, Jeremy Irons, D- Diana Riggs, Sidney Poitier, Nicolas Cage, all of them, you can nominate them next year. You can nominate them next year. That's the beauty of this award. Willem Dafoe's won. He can't win again. But the ones that have not yet won, they can. All right, now we're at our top two awards. So this is the second second to last category. This is the basically this is the worst. This is the worst film of the year. But we came up, I think, with a a phenomenal name for this category. So it's the worst film of the year. But instead of just saying the worst movie of the year, four years ago. And our first Raven Awards, we we came up with a pretty great name. And so these are the nominees for the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Crap World Building. <laughs> this prestigious award is for those movies that truly sucked in every single way. And the nominees are Space Jam 2, Eternals, Don't Look Up. In fact, this was the only nominee for only nominee our only nomination for Don't Look Up Matrix Resurrections and Home Sweet Home Alone. So these were voted on y'all as the worst films of the year. All nominees for the Catholic Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. Award for Excellence in Craft and World Building. And uh, by the way, I did see someone making a comment. So the beauty about the Lifetime Achievement Award is that actors do not need to still be living in order to be one winners or nominated. So I just want to put that out there. So anyone on the list from that year, from this year, from previous years that have not won can still be nominated whether they are alive or not. Anyway, The Raven for the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award in Excellence in Crap World Building for 2021 goes to Eternals. Congratulations to Eternals. Several victories tonight. Several victories tonight. And it has taken the top spot as the worst film of 2021, according to the people of Asgard. So again, congratulations to Eternals. You are the worst of the worst. All right. Which brings us to the last category of the evening. The one that you've all been waiting for. 
or at least some people have been waiting for. And that is, of course, best movie of 2021. And uh, I'm sure we'll come up with a more spicy name or not spicy, but uh, more interesting name similar to the worst film of the year uh, in the future. But this is the final category. So once again, thank you. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody for for being here, for getting us to this point. It has been a fun ride so far, and we're going to end with this last category. So, um, again, thank you for also going through and and staying with me through the technical difficulties when YouTube took the stream down for copyright violation. And we'll see what happens after the fact to that. So, thank you again to the people of Asgard for supporting this far. If you have not smashed the like button, please make sure you do so. Also, light up that fire button as well. But let's go ahead and go into this last category. These are the best films. So, again, these were the ones voted on by you, the people. These are the best films of 2021. And the nominees are... Nobody. Zack Snyder's Justice League. The French Dispatch. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Spider-Man No Way Home, Last Night in Soho, Dune, and Free Guy. One of the only nominations for Free Guy. And I'm going to go ahead and build some suspense with this. I'm going to go ahead and give you, in reverse order, the films and their rankings. So coming in at number eight, on the list. And these are all with weighted scores. And so people were able to rate these out of eight. So they ranked their number one film, number one, their, their last film, number eight. And so these are the weighted scores. And so this was the most popular, not by the, the number, the, the, the number of number one votes. This was about the number of number one and number two, number three votes, but let's go ahead and build some suspense here. So coming in at number eight with a score of 5.75, is the French Dispatch. Coming in at number seven with a score of 5.21 is Last Night in Soho. Coming in at number six with a score of 4.82 is Free Guy. Coming in at number five, there was a strong push for this movie, but it was not strong enough. Coming in at number five was Zack Snyder's Justice League with 4.73. Coming in at number four, with a score of 4.33, was Ghostbusters Afterlife, which leaves us with our top three films, and the winner, and then I'll give the scores for the other two films, but the winner and best film as voted on by you for the year 2021, with a score of 3.45, and it was close. Towards the end. But 3.45 score. The best film of 2021. According to Asgard. Is Spider-Man No Way Home. Congratulations to Spider-Man No Way Home. Coming in at number one. With a 3.5. At number two was the film Dune. With a 3.68. Congratulations. To coming into that second spot. For Dune. And coming in at the number three spot was the film Nobody with a 4.05 score. 
So once again, congratulations to those top three films. But the number one film of the year, the number one film for the Ravens this year, uh, joining the, the elite of the Ravens, the peak of the Ravens, is Spider-Man No Way Home. So again, congratulations. The top award of the evening has been given. Shout out to Spider-Man No Way Home, taking so many so many uh, great, uh, so many great awards tonight, and I think it may have been uh, the the winningness, the the winning win, winningness, winningness. I don't even know what the words are supposed to be for that. Uh, Paul J. Lewis says, "Great stream, lots of fun." Disappointed that the Raven Awards pizza didn't make a guest appearance. Yeah, I'm sorry, did not have any pizza, but that's because I I'm, I'm already dealing with so much. I, I, if I added pizza to my to my mix, I I don't think. Uh, anyone uh, could, I don't think I'd be able to, but no, again, I, I, I have all of the charts. I, I have the numbers. I have the, the breakdown of the charts. Uh, and, uh, and you, again, you can claim, you can claim that it was, it was rigged, but here's the difference. Whereas the Oscars are all absolutely rigged. We're not. We're not. And it's all in good fun when we say, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. We're all in good fun here. Uh, but at the, end, at, at the end of the day, uh, this is indeed what uh, the people actually voted for. Let me see if I can... I'm just trying to make sure that the information is not anything that is going to, uh, is going to dox me. So uh, I will go ahead, though, and I will share. Um, I will share my screen. I will show you all. As a little bit, uh, as we end the stream, here is, uh, here are the results. So as I mentioned before, let me uh, let me zoom in on this. So again, I have not tinkered with these at all. So as you can see, these are just the general films here. This is the number of number one votes. So as you can see, uh, Dune had uh, 54 number one votes. Spider-Man had 66 number one votes, but it also had 53 second place votes. And that's really what made a huge difference was that it had won a lot of first and second place votes, but also not a lot of eighth place votes there. Um, and as you can see, Ghostbusters Afterlife was, was pretty uh, much down the line. Dispatch uh, kind of, you know, again, I feel like this is a film that a lot of people didn't see. And so it unfortunately got kind of got put into that category. And then Justice League as well was really put into the category. Again, there was a contingent of people that tried to push this film up. Um, but yeah, as you can see, um, here are those charts. Uh, and then here are the charts for the other categories. So again, 243, 243 responses, and here is how they broke down. So here are the charts for yourself. I'm not going to spend too much time on all of them, but as you can see, the results are here. They are clear. They are uh, transparent. And unlike the Oscars, who never show, by the way, calling out the Oscars, they never show what their end results are. And that's something I wish that they, you know, that they would do back when I cared, that was absolutely something that I wish that they would do. By the way, look at this close LeBron James versus Seth Rogen for NPC of the year was a very, very close race. there. Uh, best stunt work between nobody and Spider-Man also very, very close as well, but boom, there it is. So again, you can claim it's rigged all you want. I just showed you all of the charts in real time. But yes, indeed, Spider-Man No Way Home won, 
And again, it won with an average rating of 3.45 out of 8 against Dunes 3.68 and Nobody's 4.05 for frame of reference. But anyway, that is going to be it for the evening, everybody. So again, thank you all so very much for an amazing Raven Awards. I hope that you all had fun. I know that I had fun. I know that I had a blast. Um, and uh, getting taken down by YouTube was probably the, the highlight of the evening, as odd as that sounds. Um, but uh, I will be putting up the winners on the website. I do have a sheet that has the winners uh, that are underlined and bolded. So that is one that will be going up probably in the next couple of days. Uh, the charts, I, I might put the charts up as well. Uh, that will just take a little bit more time because I'll need to, you know, take screenshots and stuff like that. But yeah, if, if that's something that, uh, if that is that something that people want, I'm definitely willing to do that. The R, thank you very much for the love on Odyssey. Uh, JKD Buck 76, thank you very much uh, for for being here, man. And uh, Rosie G12, thank you for the kind words and for everyone. And then once again, let us give a huge round of applause to Tina and Steph for being my Valkyrie, for being my mods. Uh, and also, again, a huge shout-out to everyone watching tonight. Yes, and again, apparently someone had mentioned in the chat that that according to the Drudge Report, which which used to be good but is now trash, apparently the Oscars have gone political, and that's no surprise, and that's why we've boycotted the Oscars. So use the time you have left tonight. Read a book. Watch one of these movies that we've been talking about. Last night in Soho honestly, is is such an undervalued, underrated film. Nobody, such an undervalued film. Wrath of Man is a phenomenal film. But then also, I have to give props to the best film of the year, Spider-Man No Way Home, because I do think that it is phenomenal. So anyway, also, what you can do, I don't know if they're still having their stream or not, but, okay, Tina has confirmed it. Awesome. If you want to continue your night, you can do all of that, or you can go ahead and support... Tina and Steph, the Valkyrie, because they have a stream. I wasn't sure because I know Steph wasn't feeling too great. But, uh, hey, Tina and Steph, they are having a test stream on Tina's channel. So go subscribe to Tina's channel and go give her some love and go give her some support. So, again, this has been amazing. This has been awesome. We'll see what happens to the channel. I'll keep you all posted if, uh, if YouTube decides to take me down. Um, and thank you to everyone who donated tonight. I know that that's going to definitely help. Uh, if there is some type of strike against the channel or anything like that. But anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you again for an amazing year. Uh, it's crazy because the Raven Awards tend to line up right with the start of when I started my YouTube channel. So the fact that I'm going on about four years now uh, is, is, is crazy to me. Uh, so again, thank you very much. They'll post the link to the stream in the chat. Go give them some love and support. That's going to be it for me. I am tired. My back is hurting. I had so much today. And also, yes, Bruce, thank you for reminding me. Thank you also for getting us to 25,000 subscribers. Seriously. Oh, my goodness. 25,000 subscribers. Insane. Oh, man. But anyway, uh, I hope for next year's Raven Awards to be even better uh, with new categories, updated categories, maybe new names as well. And uh, if y'all like those videos... Let me know. Uh, I would love to try and get some more video compilations together. Maybe some that, that don't push it as much as far as copyright is concerned. Or or maybe something that I could, you know, 
maybe hide it on YouTube's end and, and show it on places that are not going to be nearly as, as crazy about it. But go support Tina and Steph. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm out for real this time. Yo, guys, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my March Patreon subscribe star and locals members. Starting off first with my Patreon members, animation commentator, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you Father, Father Damien Cook, Fuzz Aldrin, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, The Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Also, a shout out to my Subscribe Star members, starting off with Trent Johnson, Matt317, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, Jera, the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And a final shout out to my locals members, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, and Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for being supporters, monthly supporters of the channel. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and every single video, please check out the pinned, uh, rather than the pinned, the, the, the very top link in the video description it is noted as the willow link there it'll bring you to uh, basically a link uh, tree of all the different places that you can support on Patreon, Subscribestar, or on Locals. And also there are other tiers that you can get access to as well, including an Army of Asgard level where you get not only the shout out, but you also get access to a giveaways channel that I have on my Discord where you get uh, offers of giveaways, or rather you get access to giveaways of 4K titles, Blu-rays, uh, digital codes, all kinds of stuff, steelbooks. It's just, uh, I'm giving away stuff all the time over there, and it's a lot of fun as well. So go check that out if you're interested. There's also the Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is the higher level up than that. And you get all everything from the previous tiers. Plus, you get access to a once or twice a month podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where you get to ask us Q&A, right? You get to ask us questions, uh, any question that you like, uh, movie or non-movie related. We will answer them uh, once, maybe twice a month. Uh, we're trying to work on a second opportunity for us to, to have a show, but right now it's at least once a month so again you get access with that with the keep of the bifrost level and then there is the chosen of valhalla level the very premium level where you get access to all of those things plus you get to be featured on the channel once a month with me and the other chosen members where we talk about movies and 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 stuff anything really that the chosen want to talk about and it's always a very fun discussion we usually have about three three and a half hour discussion so again that's what you get access to at the chosen of valhalla level also you get a free t-shirt during your first month all you need to do is just let me know uh, what t-shirt you want from the store and also their size location etc and i send those out anywhere in the world anyway you guys are all amazing and beautiful people thank you all so very much again for your love and for your support have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless